You know what they say, fire the boy and you get to hire the boy. Um, <laughs> they say fire in the hole, but I say that's just her booty. Um, <laughs> I say it's just my asthma. Um, <laughs> she's like, man, you know, there's something about that deep throat when it's hot, when the shit is hot on the black. Um, but next thing you know, you're still coming in your sock. Um, <laughs> and then you spray him like a Glock. Um, <laughs> and then you're suing Disney like The Rock. All right. <laughs> no, I actually, I, I keep seeing these headlines that The Rock is suing Disney for $3 billion. And I think that shows where we are in our society. That The Rock can sue Disney for $3 billion. Um like, when is the last good rock movie? What was he in? Journey to the Center of the Earth? Like, what? Like, why is there a journey to the center of the Earth? Like, if you actually went to the center of the Earth, I actually think he would be dead. So I think it's actually a misleading title. Um, but hey, you know, fuck me. Um, whew. Uh, it's a busy spider. Went up the water heater. Next thing you know... It's my dick that's moving up the meter. Um, <laughs> and that's what happens when we wear a wife beater to the gym. Um, <laughs> you see the background noise. That's how you know this shit's about to be hot. Shit's about to be so hot that, you know, um, she's wondering why. Yeah, the shit's just hot. Um, <laughs> just Nothing like a orange blanket, looking like a orange and cream ice cream, devoured. Um, <laughs> I'm such a fool. Um, but yeah, welcome to episode 195 of the Be Podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. I like I always do a head nod, like I'm reinventing the wheel of introductions. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell. But most importantly, ladies and gentlemen... Don't forget to suck some titties. And, uh, nothing. You know, uh, I'm not going to say. Because I, I, I want to blow my cover. I'm like an FBI agent. Like FBI, FBI agent Guantanamo Bay. Because, you know, I'd be, uh, selling the crack. That sounded gay. That's fuck. <laughs> oh, Jesus. This is going to be. I'm just going to warn you guys. This this one's going to be a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Um, but I'm going to be so fruity. You get to find the pebble on the beach. Because I swim so deep. You know, you find those misidentified shark that they put on National Geographic. Um, <laughs> the deep sea. You know, the, you know they say like only 3% of the ocean has been discovered. It's like, well... Uh, I don't say that about the push A. Because <laughs> I would say at least 96% has been discovered. <laughs> the pussy is basically like the ocean. I'm not talking about just because of wetness. I'm talking about literally because the ocean, they say, is like only 3% has been discovered. Or whatever the fucking number is. It's like, first of all, you're really telling me over... Forget, because I know there's 2,000 plus years, 2,023 years of after Christ. But if you believe in BC, and I don't, and I'm not talking about black cock, because that's been around for a long, long time. But 
Maybe it should be called NC. I'm talking about NC-17, but new cock. <laughs> Nubian cock. Um, <laughs> maybe Nubians only identify for women. I don't know. That's how ignorant I am. Um, <laughs> I'm a fool. Like, if you see a black cat, do you say Nubian cat? NC. <laughs> uh, uh, this is... Um, I would plug in, but, you know, you might pull the plug out. Um yeah, it's a wide range of anal cavity. Um, <laughs> I haven't been to a sex shop in a while. But one thing I've... Like, why would they make glass design anal plugs? Like, why? Like, that doesn't make any... Like, I would be... If I was a girl. Well, I guess you don't have to be a girl to stick something up your ass. But preferably, if you're a girl and you stick a glass thing up your ass, you're not worried about it breaking not working about glass shattered like if like it's basically like if a robber were to enter your booty hole they're breaking the window they're shattering the glass or you may break the shutters yourself <laughs> um <laughs> but if you break the glass in her booty hole like you know that's not what you want to cut in the business um <laughs> um you're gonna need a lot of What's it called? Hydro peroxide? Peroxide, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, that shit burns. I've never understood the whole alcohol on the cut thing. It's like, why put alcohol on something that's already a deep wound? Like, if you got a divorce, the worst thing you could do is put more alcohol on the wound. I feel like that would actually make it worse. Ironic come from a guy who, you know, decided to get a little uh, beforehand. But, um, <laughs> oh, the boy, I would thrust the bus, but I just want to gust the rust. Um, <laughs> I would even thrust a dusty woman right now. Not for real, but, you know, I love me some dust, um, because, you know, it gives me excuse to not breathe well. Um, <laughs> breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out, um, <laughs> I uh, love me a Harry Bush. That's the name of the band, by the way. Um, <laughs> that's the name of the band, all right? I'm speaking to my audience of one. The anonymous audience of one. I guess it's A01, like A1 sauce, because, you know, I put a stake in the ground. All right, Clint. And I am pretty rare. Um, <laughs> I actually put that in a rap one time. Like, I put a stake in the ground so they know it's well done. Um <laughs> That's the actual line. I'm not even joking. I wrote that shit and called it, you know, bars. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm so bars. I put a nutty in her car. Um, <laughs> have you ever nutted in a car? In your own car? That's why my windshield's dirty. Um, <laughs> uh, hey, who needs? Hey, who needs wind? Who needs windshield fluid? Or what's it called? Windshield wiper fluid? When you got WWF, that's like World Wrestling Federation. Oh, Jesus, because I'm always wrestling with the cleanliness of my car. Next thing you know, I'm the big-ass star. Next thing you know, oh, shit, I got to... I didn't have to fart, but you know what? I will putt up the par. Next thing you know, I'm like sauce on fish because I tarred tur. That was bad. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that was really bad. <laughs> Oh, Jesus, only seven minutes in, but who needs seven minutes? Um, 
They say seven. Well, what's the term when you go in a closet with a lovely lady when you're like 14 years old? Seven minutes in heaven. It's like I like you know I I appreciate the generosity that took me seven minutes. Um, because you know, who kisses for seven minutes? Have you ever put your lips on someone for more than like three minutes? You get real dry. Your breathing gets fucked up. You start wondering like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Like, is this person really worth three minutes of my lips? Um. That kind of sound like a dick. But hey, you know. And seven minutes, like, what is it called? Seven minutes in heaven? You know? They say for every cat. Every cat goes to 7-Eleven. But, <laughs> I forgot the rest. Um, <laughs> uh, the rest of the episode, I'm dreading. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, but yeah. Um... These fucking spiritual bitches on YouTube. I got. I swear to God. I swear. I, I swear to Jesus. And um, I don't even know if I believe in Jesus or God or the spiritual being. But one thing I do know is people that sit there and tell you what your value and worth of, of you is without knowing who the fuck you are, or your worth, or what you're worth, or your net worth, or what you do in the day to make you worth. You know, they sound like good uh, Ponzi schemers. Um, <laughs> but they always have a smack to their lips. I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> I was like, you know, if uh, if he's not making enough, you know, maybe you got to rethink your options, okay? You ever thought of that? They always smack their fucking lips. Um, and they always have a unnecessary amount of audacity. And that's the main thing. I like I can deal like I can deal with ignorance. I can't deal with audacity. The audacity of some five out of ten woman telling me what the fuck I am as a man just makes me want to look at them and be like, how did you know? Um <laughs> God I, you know I'm on one, but <laughs> As Drake would say, I'm on one. Um, <laughs> see, look see, look at me. I'm an evolving person. See, I'm an evolving person. I try to be like, you know what? Maybe, see, sometimes when you listen to these from a third-party person or third-party point of view, you start to be like, damn, maybe I really ain't shit. But then you're like, what the fuck does this bitch know what she's talking about? Like, this is what you honestly think. Like, here's, like, here's for the men out there. Like, I know, like, you know, you gotta you gotta listen to what the world tells you what you're not. But you know, sometimes you gotta look at these motherfuckers and be like, What the fuck do you know? Like when's the last time you've changed the tire? When's the last time you've actually, you know, inseminated into a girl on purpose? Like when is the last time you've actually went to a doctor's appointment because you voluntarily just needed to get a checkup and didn't have a hemorrhoid or you didn't have a cyst on your dick? Like when is the last time that people actually know who the fuck you are? And that's when you tell them like, I don't know who I am. Um, cause I'm in love with who I am. Um, <laughs> uh, if I were to ever date a porn star, I don't even think I would be caught up on the number of dudes they fucked, honestly. And I wouldn't even be caught up on the potential STDs or the HIVs or the chlamydia. Um, it would be a bump in the road, but um, 
<laughs> it's the end of the road. Um, <laughs> but one thing I would worry about, and I actually came across this recently with a woman that did 584 adult scenes before she married someone, which, you know, I guess congrats. Um, but then in her confessional video, she talked about how, man, no one in my family wants to show up to my wedding where I confess my love and someone takes me down the aisle and all this shit. And like, the thing is like, she literally looks like she's been fucked by 584 guys. And I don't know if fucking ages you. I guess it sweats you out. And it's a lot of energy. And a lot of energy takes a lot out of you. And puts some bumps on your skin. But she literally looks like someone that's fucked 584 guys. And I am not a judger of your body count per se. I'm not a... Like, I don't know what the number of a girl would tell me if I was seeing a girl. I don't know what the number would be if she was like, hey, yeah, actually, I've fucked X amount of dudes. I don't know what the number would be where I'd be like, Ugh. there may be some be like, oh, Jesus. But I'd be like, eh. Because little does she know, I multiply it by four. Um, <laughs> not really. Girls have it so much easier. I have to actually, you know, love them. Um, <laughs> I have to actually, you know, make time for them and shit where like, I can't like more times than not. If it's a girl that doesn't have chlamydia, I can't just be like, Hey, you trying to fuck tonight? Like chances are, you know, she's got a finals tomorrow. Like, well, if you don't have a job, like, you know, you probably like, if you have a job, you probably don't just don't have like, Oh, it's 3 a.m. Let me go fuck some guy because I have to wake up at 9 a.m. Like, you know, there's standards to this shit. Older women typically play harder to get. So you can sit there and work harder for no fucking reason. Um, <laughs> but, you know, standards. Um, and the standard of this podcast is very low right now. Um, <laughs> and so is the waist limit of my... Oh, Johnson. Johnson and Johnson. Who needs a vaccine? Um, <laughs> it's, it's almost like this podcast is vaccinated from subscribers. Um, <laughs> put that in the arm and I'll strangle you. Um, because I'm a man, boy. Um, I can't remember the last time I arm wrestled. There's actually some person at work that's been trying to arm wrestle me for months now. And it's like been this ongoing thing. They're talking about every time they pass by me, like, hey, man, I got an arm wrestling table in the back of my truck. I'm like, why do you have an arm wrestling table in the back of your truck? That's the first question among anything. It's like, it's one thing to go around. Like, honestly, it would make more sense if you just had boxing gloves, like, on site. Like, if you want to fight someone, hey, I got some boxing gloves. You just want to sell this in the parking lot. Like, hey, man, you know there's a way to settle real man strength? I got a, I got a freaking wood arm wrestling table that we can place our elbows on and one of us can break our ucls on our shoulder and we can see who can shoulder press the most even though arm wrestling is actually one of the least forms of showing who actually has the most overall strength because it actually is very dependent on like your um well it's very dependent on your Blood sugar levels, believe it or not, is actually a true thing. 
Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Um, but it's actually very, it's not dependent on your actual arm strength. Actually, a lot of the strength comes from your back and your shoulders. Because think about it. You put your elbows on. You put them down. But you're not using your forearms or your bicep. Like, some dude can bicep 50-pound dumbbells. And I could bicep my 30-pound dumbbells. But I could fuck the shit out of him on an arm wrestling table because I have great elbow strength. Because I control the weight. Um... (laughs) Motherfuckers, if you go to the gym and you don't control the weight, you don't do the weight. That's the way I look at it. Like if I like I would be the harshest drug <laughs> drug. I'd be I would be a harsh drug. Cause I would be sitting there, you'd be consuming me. And I'd be like, You dare consume me? <laughs> I'd be like, You realize you just fucked up, boy? Um, you about to be fucked up and hate the next three days of your life. Um <laughs> But like Shit, what the fuck? <laughs> See, I'd be so... I don't even know what the fuck I'd be talking about. But no, like, if um, Yeah. If I were a drug... Your love, your love is my drug. Um, Love is a drug, by the way. But it is a beautiful, loving, caring... Pom-pom drug. <laughs> oh, good thing the camera's above the waist. Um... <laughs> Because I am going completely commando. And that means without the shorts, too. Um, Because, you know, I like a shorty like mine. Um, (laughs) Because my uh, dick is addicted to how we kick it. (laughs) Ah, Jesus. I bow to the wild, to your style, to your crowd. I'm your main man because you know that I chow. Um... (laughs) But yeah, no, um, arm wrestling. Oh no, yeah, no, controlling the weight. Oh no, I would be a harsh motherfucking judge of like a lifting competition, a strength competition, because I would be not looking if you did the weight. I'd be looking how you did the weight, the angle of your elbows. Did you actually control the weight? Were you shaking like a little bitch? Like, were you like a baby trying to carry his little shaker bottle? Like, his little formula baby bottle? Oh, formula's actually not good for the babies. I don't give a fuck. It's convenient. No one complains when grown-ass men put powder in their fucking drinks to get protein consumption. But we want to complain that little babies have this convenient formula to get their nutrients in. You know what? Maybe that's why we are conditioned for powder for our nutrients. Because we start from a young age, from formula. And that shit smells terrible, by the way. I used to have to scoop that shit from my little sister. And I'm like, why do you do this? And my mom's like, well, the alternative is paying twice as much. And my breasts hurt a lot. Um, <laughs> and I don't blame her. Because my breasts were hurt a lot. And I got nice titties. Um, <laughs> um, it's, it is kind of weird how they call the bottle. Like the nip of the bottle, the nip. Um, I wouldn't nip it in the bud, but I don't want it to be a bud. Um, <laughs> hey, buddy. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's why men are so good at sucking titties. Because we are so used to sucking on baby bottles from a young age. And I really believe that men, we suck on more baby bottles. Like, I don't know the studies, but I feel like girl babies get more breastfed. Like, daughters get more breastfed. And we actually have to resort to the bottle because it's kind of weird like if i was a mother imagine me as a woman 
I'm all, I'm halfway there with the hair. But imagine me as a mother. And I got, you know, I'm a, I'm a very caring, loving person. I'm very sensitive in some ways. And my nips are very sensitive, so I'm already really there, to be honest. Um, If I lactated, boy, oh, there would nothing be lacking. Oh, <laughs> uh, Jesus, that's so gay. But, hey, nothing wrong with that. Um, But if I was a woman and I was breastfeeding, like, I would feel a little bit weirder breastfeeding a young boy than a young girl. And is it actually inhumane the breastfeed a kid that's not yours like let's say it's a neighbor's kid and let's say your neighbor like the mom can't breastfeed for whatever reason or she drained she has a day job and you know her husband doesn't take care of the bills so he has to, so she has to take 10k from a rapper i don't know um but let's say your husband is taking care of shit and you can afford formula like you know what my son's gonna get formula because i feel a weird attachment Put in my son's mouth on my nipples. But the neighbor's daughter. Bring it on over. And you're like right, right nip, left nip. Depending on the week. Depending on the day. You got to schedule like the pills. Like oh Monday's for depression. Wednesday's for you know bipolar. And Friday's for not wanting to kill myself. You know those little pill separation bottles of the day. AM, PM. Sometimes it's both. It's kind of weird. If you take 12 pills at the same time, I don't know. They're all really going through your system properly. But anyways, let's say you're breastfeeding the neighbor's, you know, daughter. It's like, are they going to have a more motherly attachment to you? Because they're always going to, maybe there's this in, internal like brain cell dilemma. Or there's this internal attachment to the taste of your milk. And... Maybe it won't even taste good. Maybe milk, maybe breast milk only tastes good if it actually comes from the source where they came out of. Maybe it's genetics. I don't know. I'm ignorant. But, you know, if my wife was like, hey, the neighbor's daughter is very nutrient deficient and I'm very high in vitamin B levels, I'd be like, hmm, vitamin boobs. Um, <laughs> vitamin boom, boom. Um, but <laughs> I'd be like, you know what? We're all about giving back to the community, by all means. Um, it's like a slow churn. Um, <laughs> that was bad. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I don't know. Like, is that inhumane? If you were, it's one thing, because there's this huge public craze. If you're seen in public breastfeeding your kid, that's one thing. But what if you're breastfeeding a child that's not yours? Is that worse? I don't know if it's better. But is that any worse? Is that more inhumane? Is that weird? I don't know. Just thought. Um, but yeah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Um, my thighs are getting so big. When uh, I enter a room, they're like, damn. Who brought the chickens in here? Um, <laughs> and then they just want to drum on it like a drumstick. Um, probably want to eat it, too. Doesn't always have to be a woman either. Um. <laughs> hey, you know what? Apparently, there's actually... Not even kidding. Apparently, there's a... You know, I think it was like 2010, 20... But basically, the most recent study, 20 plus percent of Gen Z, which I think is the current like teenage generation, identifies as a LGBTQ plus Blue's Clues advanced 
identified. And apparently Blue's Clues, um, <laughs> apparently Blue's Clues um, is still in existence. And not only they're very, you know, pro-diversity and having a, you know, sapiosexual Asian male who I question his sexuality as Steve, but apparently they have these drag type of rallies. They have these drag songs, and I'm not against drags, but it's definitely dragging the show down. Um, <laughs> um, it's weird how a show has 1.75 million subscribers that are for children, and it's funny how it's for the YouTube kids algorithm, but you can't comment on it. I've always found that weird how how come on the YouTube kids version of YouTube, you can't comment. YouTube will probably block this video now. But it's fine. Because you know what? I'm doing the Lord's work. Because the Lord wouldn't want this. Uh, <laughs> it's funny how it was for the Lord. <laughs> until you start speaking the gospel. And I'm actually not like this anti-LGBTQ. But just answer this. When does a blue dog, a guy in a green shirt, and when does a salt and pepper shaker involved? Eh. I think I might, I think I might want my dad to show me the gay pride flag. It doesn't make any fucking sense. The The thing is, it's not about being, an, the thing is when anytime someone is like, hey, I'm, you know, if you're against this being shown in this setting, you must be like, you're automatically anti this. When in reality, it's just like, it just doesn't make sense for this. I don't watch the Today Show. To hear about, you know, why fucking um Bad Bunny, you know, doesn't want to be with Kendall Jenner anymore. It doesn't matter. I don't watch, um, I don't watch my fucking fitness influence channels to hear about, you know, why um I don't even fucking know. Like the thing is, I can't even think of an example because I can't think of an example of shit they would talk about. That would not make sense for what they typically I would go to them for. Why does a kid watch Blue's Clues to hear their 29-year-old single dad who didn't tell their wife before they had a child with them? Like, hey, actually, I like to get pegged in the ass too. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Then they have a flag. Apparently, there's a flag for each letter now. And I'm not anti-flag, but I didn't know it existed. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. When I watched Blue's Clues, like, it was closer to being diversity than, you know, inclusive. Salt and pepper. I miss salt and pepper. You know, it took me a while to add more than salt and pepper to my food. But, you know, Blue's Clues introduced me to salt and pepper. That was the starting point of my seasoning journey. (laughs) And now they got these freaking seasonings with all of it in it. I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> now they got Himalayan salt. They got black ground pepper. Um, <laughs> I'm just a seasoned vet. Alright. <laughs> I guess technically if you are an adult and you used to watch a lot of children's shows, you're a seasoned vet. Um, but I don't know if you guys ever been to the seasoned aisles at a grocery store. But that shit is hard to fucking look through. <laughs> the seasoning aisle is a whole different animal. Like you look at they have these aisles with like these all 
And like it's just a bunch of things that look like grounded weed and they call it dill pickle, oregano, Italian herb seasoning. Oh no, there's a difference between Italian herb seasoning and Italian seasoning. It's like I don't know, it all looks like flaky green stuff to me. Um <laughs> Uh Jesus. But yeah, no, I just uh I it just doesn't make sense to have it just doesn't make sense in a kid's show. Really, I'm not a fan of any show really pushing or promoting anything like religion, personal choice in life, which is kind of weird. We call sexuality personal. It's a lifestyle choice, but then they also say it's intuitive and in how they were born. I don't know. Just me. Um, <laughs> me, me. Um, <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, I don't know. Um, I didn't come out of the womb. A certain way. I, I didn't even come out of the womb knowing if I wanted to have sex with a woman. But over time, it just seemed like ass and titties just gravitated to my face. Um, you know? Um, but maybe if I grew up in a generation where dick and pec muscles gravitate, maybe I would be different. I doubt it. I highly doubt it. Because I feel like I would be, you know, I'm a man that walks my own path. I'm a sigma. Whatever the fuck that means. All these like alpha, delta, beta, sigmas and shit. It's like whatever happens, just think for yourself. And navigating your own life, not identifying with a terminology that tells you who the fuck you are, who the fuck you're not. And actually be able to develop your lifestyle choices based off your life experience, the way you see things, and just be who you naturally are. What happened to that? Can I give a round of applause? God damn it. Um, I know it makes too much sense out here. But you know, hey. All these fucking mother... All these ass wipes that like live in this. Especially these podcasts. There are just these five dudes talking to five dumbass women that they pick out. Because they know they can't actually form a full sentence. So they think that they know what the fuck they're talking about. In reality... They're just as dumb, and they just put themselves with weaker individuals who don't even know what the fuck they think yet, who think on the simplest of levels, and they make themselves look a little bit better than who their opposition is. It'd be like me if I put a Down Syndrome person across the table and try to basically debate them on things that they don't have a real grasp on because they don't have the ability to look beyond just a singular focus that they are an expertise in. So you have these podcasts, you have these asswipes that call themselves red pill. Imagine how pathetic of a human being you are to call yourself an idealized with a pill, a fictional pill. Like you're in the fucking matrix. You're not even Keanu Reeves of the Matrix. Like, you identify with this, like, we call this world like a Matrix. I don't even know what that means, because to be honest, I've never really watched the Matrix in full. But I guess it's really when you say we're living in a Matrix. We're not really living in the full reality. We're living like an alternate reality. And the only reason why we're living in this reality that we currently are is because in the other realities, we are so incompetent to fulfill our full prophecies that we have to find other realities to actually be worth the shit. To be in a lesser individual of because of what we couldn't fulfill in another. Damn, that's actually kind of deep. That's so deep in the pom-pom. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> Every time I try to say something nice, I ruin it. Ah, uh, Jesus. But you know what? That's part of growing as an individual. Not being in a pill ideological view. This red pill, blue pill. Imagine how... Like, imagine being a grown-ass man being like, I'm a red pill man because I haven't been able to... I actually identify my own value so i had to seek out some type of way of thinking because i haven't been able to actually have a navigation or success with the opposite sex which let's be honest this red pill blue pill beta alpha delta gamma fuck your mama and your gamma type of pill mindset is really just because you have not lived enough life or had enough courage to actually pave your own path and actually be able to experience failure, experience real life. So you have that look online. You have to look from others to be able to actually be worth the shit. Because you didn't have a father um, <laughs> in some cases. But some even had a father. And the sad part is they talk, oh, my father was this and that. It's like, you know what? I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, people that disown, to me, a big red flag in people. I know, kind of going off the track here. A big red flag in people, and I meet people, is people that blame their parents for their lack of competence. Or they blame their parents for the way they are. Your parents play a big value. I'm not going to try to discredit and be like, your parents don't, you know, kind of mold you in certain personality traits. I'm not going to sit here and try to say that. What I will say... Is that at a certain age in your life, your life is the way it is, not because your parents when you were eight years old told you, like, man, you should really get off those video games. And then you felt discouraged from pursuing a streaming career. Like, no, you're the way you are because you didn't have the courage to stick by something that you believed in and you're a pussy. Like, I don't know how else to put it. I know that's weird coming from a guy behind a microphone, but I'm not a pussy. And you know, as Drake once said, I don't talk to pussies who don't get pussy. Um, <laughs> it's from a song. Um, take care, baby. Um, he actually says, I'm a little, I, actually, what's he exactly? He says, you know, it's, he's basically saying, it's fine. I'll, I only talk to fill in the blank who get pussy. I don't talk to blank who don't get pussy. So that's my audience. The pussy gang! Because um, <laughs> I'm a PG, I'm a point guard, assisting all you boys just so you can get the point of who the guard your seed from. Um, <laughs> that's actually not bad, I ain't gonna lie. Ah, uh, Jesus. Who needs a rebound? Um, you make me wanna go to rehab. Ah, um, uh, Jesus. Um... <laughs> See, I'm actually dropping real wisdom in this podcast behind all the absurdity. If you actually read in between the lines. But yeah, no. I actually... But yeah, no, this whole like alpha, delta... Like honestly, if you seek that to justify of who you are as a person, you are automatically the lowest common denominator of whatever that field or sphere views you as. Because anyone that seeks seeks their status of where they are and doesn't have a true confidence and doesn't have a true reception from people and environment and livelihood of who the fuck you are that means you are exactly who these people are speaking for and you are not the competition you are the famine that they 
feast on. God damn it, I want to throw something. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm such a fool. I, I was like, I want to go. Uh, one time I went to, there's this, uh, shit, I forgot what the fuck it's called. But it's like, you know those places that have like trampolines and shit? Um, it's like these jumping trampoline places where you could dunk, you could play like volleyball on these trampolines and shit. That's what I want to go to right now. I just want to spike in a nine-year-old's face. Um, <laughs> Cause you know what? Sometimes these young kids need a, you know, they they need a real introduction to the world. Cause they're coddled. They think going to these jumping places like that's as close as you're gonna get to flying high in this life. Um, <laughs> oh Jesus! Some people spike faces. Bill Cosby spikes drinks. Um, <laughs> I'm a spike in the algorithm, and that's all you'll think. All right. Next thing you know, I'll be the top podcast. Don't blink. Oh! Um, <laughs> I told you this podcast would be a little off the rails. I don't even know. I won't even know until I actually listen to it six days from now. But um, <laughs> that's how long it takes me to get around this shit. Um, but yeah. Now, you know. Anyways, we'll move on to another topic. Um, audience, audience, what should we talk about? Anal. Um, <laughs> nah, I don't know. But yeah. Now, uh, but well, you know, I guess what I, something I will talk about. Something that's been on my mind. Um, do you mind? Do you mind? No, you know, you know, you know. Um, so, alright, let's get to the uncomfortable topic of money. Bitch, but I have my money. Um, and I know you forgot because I sold my brother eight hundred bucks from rent. Um, two years ago. Um, that's why I'm gambling. Um, <laughs> not for real. Half of that equation. Um, but no, money is a real uncomfortable topic. There's no such thing as a that. There's no attachment to money. That's unrealistic. There's always, like, we think about, you take from a place that's infinite amount of money, your bank. What's the attachment? Interest. We are going to fucking freeze your account if you don't pay your shit. There's an attachment. And they have infinite amount of money. And they hold us little, little specks of the earth accountable, right? And there's these people out here that really think that if I... Except, I don't know, $8,000 from a very, very well-off man. That, nah, doesn't mean anything. We just went to, you know, I don't know, went to some downtown seafood restaurant where it's $80 a plate. Got some drinks just for the vibe. And sometimes, and and see, the thing is people identify as you're just finessing. You're just, you know, you're just uh, doing what you have to do. But the real, but the realistic output of this is not that. Even if that day there's not some you have to give up, even if a year from now there's not some they have to give up. The more resources someone has, the more they have to hold against you. And that's the thing that I don't think people in general realize. Is that there's honestly, in today's society, and I don't want to make about money. I just use that as an excuse to talk about something. There is no such thing as no strings attached. 
Everything you do, everything we have, everything we feel, everything we love, everything we hate has a string attached to it. The more credit, the more attention you give to something, that is a string attached. That's why when you always hear people talk about getting back in the next, or you hear people talking about, oh, I'm going to prove them wrong. I'm going to level up, whatever the fuck that means. It's like, why did you need her to tell you that you're a piece of shit to just make $4,000 a month? Get your shit together. Um, <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, I'm going to prove her wrong. I'm going to make 20 an hour. It's like, it shouldn't have taken her to tell you to do that. That's the point. You have, like, you need to have this self um, respect for yourself. And that's really what people want from people is self-respect. Because when you have self-respect for yourself, I don't need to question if you give a shit about yourself. And so when it comes to this money thing, money is this fascinating thing. How much does it matter? How much does it doesn't? Money, like, you know, like I heard earlier, which I didn't need to hear it earlier. It's obvious. Money and sex are the two main reasons why people divorce. Mostly the money part. People will deal with bad sex if, you know, you got an unlimited pasta in the pantry. Um, <laughs> but they will not deal when you don't have the opportunity to have unlimited pasta and i know that's a basic bullshit like type of situation but it's like money can money is this thing where it's you don't want it to be the reason why things are working but you don't want it to be an excuse why it doesn't that's bars it's a real thing um you don't want money to be the reason why you divorce you don't want money to be the reason why you can't do things. Money provides freedom. Not because an excess of it makes you be able to do things. That you can never imagine. But not having it will make you realize. How much you can't really do. And how much of your freedom of an individual you truly lack. And so. Money is this weird touchy subject. And I'm not just talking about between couples. It's a touchy subject to even talk about with coworkers. It's a touchy subject to talk about with parents. When's the last time you told someone how much you had in your bank account? I've never told how much I have in my bank account. I'll allude to it. To kind of say like, hey, yeah, I can't really go out with you tonight. You know, I got, you know, I got to pay this and that. It doesn't mean you couldn't go out and actually be able to pay those things. But it's like the fear of, man, like you were so inferior and you did not do what you need to do to be on top of shit, to enjoy the simplicity things, the simple things in life. Is this, uh, is a weird, money will humble you. The lack of money will humble you, not because of. What your lifestyle. What you can or can't do. But it's like you realize without it. How much power you really don't have. In this world. And especially the lower end of the spectrum you are. Because the less money you have. It's the less. It's the less that you can really. 
accumulate to a better future. Um, it's not just about being able to pay this bill. It's not just about to, you know, be able to buy this or to, you know, get things, invest in things. Like, it's not just about that. It's just like the feeling of having money gives you a power that people feed off of. And as a boy with means, (laughs) and I feel the rolling of the eyes in the room. The devil may cry. Um, But money is one of the most humbling things you will ever come across. Because no matter how much you feel you do or do not need it. The Wi-Fi bill says otherwise. Um, (laughs) But it's the unexpected things. And I think the thing people take for granted is that money comes and goes. But, you know... Yeah, I really paid, does it? Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> and inflation is not a real thing, apparently. Um, <laughs> but not any jizz. Um, <laughs> have you ever made it rain on a stripper? Um, <laughs> it's actually fun times. Um, I, because my friend, he used to own a club, right? And there used to be these private stripper knives. Rest in peace, Myron. Um, I forgot the name. I remember kind of where it is. But, you know, when I was a young pup, like 19, he introduced me when I used to carry his DJ equipment around. He kind of introduced me to this different life that I was accustomed to. And I think it really adjusted, like, my worldview. Because I wasn't uh, closeted. I was never, like, hampered. And I was never, like... What do they call when, like, parents put their kids in a bubble? I was never that. But I never really seeked out anything beyond just whatever. And he, you know, going with him to these, like, downtown Atlanta events or going to Stockbridge or going to these private public party events where it's so different environments. You truly learn about human nature, not just female nature, but honestly human nature. And how these things actually work. And how fun it can be when you're actually competent at it. Um, And he used to only take $50. Like literally, because a lot of these people called him because they knew him. So he'd only take $50 for each event. And what I realized about that is, man, like, it's good that you're doing a favor. But at the same time... You need, like, you know, you have a wife and kids. Like, why are you taking these discounts when you're providing a, this crazy three, four-hour service? And he's just like, well, you know, because I know these temporary discounts, when I need something, these people are going to be there for me. Now, he didn't live long enough, to be honest, to really reap those benefits, But you sense when he was there how much, like, love will make up for the amount of money he wasn't getting for those events. And that's one of those things where it actually taught me how important, like, interpersonal time is with people. And events, and how events like that, like these DJ events where it's for a party or where everyone's having fun and stuff. How loose everyone is. 
And when you get people in loose environments, you know, you, you get some Afro beats twerking. Um, <laughs> one song, and on the right side, you put another song, and then you find a way to intertwine it. So, like, it kind of loops together. So, at that time, I was on a Neo craze. So, I would just be playing. I'd be playing, like, Bobby Brown, Slow Down. And then I'd be playing, like, Cassie, Me, and You. And it would not work together at all. But he had to go to the bathroom. So, <laughs> I would just loop these things together. And what you realize is people aren't really caring the music that's being played. It's the fact that everyone's there for the music to be played. Because that shit was trash, what I was doing. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you. The bass would be all out of whack. The intertwine would be like, me and you slow down! <laughs> now I got up like, alright. <laughs> um, but, the power of people will always overpower the power of money. And the experiences I got from those truly formed me to actually interact with people in a casual manner. Because that's where I actually learned how to talk to people. Is I learned more from those like 9 to 10 events I went over a 2 year span. More than I ever did in school. More than I ever did in any work environment. Going to those events and actually interacting with people. Putting yourself in uncomfortable situations. Will make me more connections, will make me more money down the line than anything I've ever done before. And sometimes human interaction is the real key to making a lot of fucking money without even having it yet. So, yeah. Um, on that note, that was episode 195. Stop nibbling my cord. Um, that was episode 195 of the Often Be Podcast with Clint Nelson. I am your host. Chabelle, but most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to suck some tears! Um. But yeah, have a great day whenever this is posted and just know I was uh I was a little inebriated. <laughs> but not too inebriated. I was here. I was present. Kinda like the one under your tree. And a pineapple under the seat. Alright. Uh, I'll stop. Alright guys. Have a great day. And ladies. Oh Jesus. <laughs>